the Limestone Coasts. The Listener Exclusive. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to a brand new ep of the week that was, where we look back at what has happened in the news in the Limestone Coast. Today, Limestone Coast is in our episode of the week that was, we get to talk about early childhood education. There is a pilot program that has just been released here in the Limestone Coast. I'm going to give you all the details of that. The Sammy D Foundation have been visiting schools in the Limestone Coast this week. We're going to talk all about what they have been doing. And of course, the Limestone Coast Wine Show has been on. And I'm going to give you all the winner's details. It is time to kickstart the podcast. Let's talk early childhood education. Mount Gambier is first in line to benefit from a new campaign supporting early childhood development. With one in four South Australian kids starting school developmentally vulnerable, the Words Grow Minds campaign is promoting resources to help grow the minds of young children. Early Childhood Task Force Chair Kate Ellis says the Mount was an ideal place to start. We know that Mount Gambier has a lot of young families, but it also has this fantastic network of early childhood services. We want this pilot to be a success and Mount Gambier is a brilliant place for us to test what is a really innovative new campaign. When it comes to early learning in the Limestone Coast, the Limestone Coast is about to be leading the state. We get to find out why. Kate Ellis joins me on the line. Kate, good morning. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Now, Kate, you have been in the Limestone Coast over the course of the weekend. You were introducing the Limestone Coast to a South Australian first. Take me through what's going on in the world of early education. Well, I will do. So basically, um, I've been lucky enough to chair a task force, which is made up of 35 different organisations who all work with young children and their families and all want to come together to try and improve the development outcomes for those families. So we've been working away behind the scenes and have come up with an advertising campaign, um, a TV ad, radio ads, press ads, um, but also resources for families. And they got played publicly for the very first time in Mount Gambier. And we'll be screening um, on your televisions and radios from now. So the Words Grow Mind um, Minds campaign has been set free. So tell me about the Words Grow Minds campaign and, and what you hope to achieve from this in this pilot program in the Limestone Coast. Well, sadly, the truth is that um, South Australian children are behind the national average in terms of their development before they even start school. So we need to do something and we need to improve those outcomes. And what we've done is come up with what we think is a fun and a catchy campaign, just about how important it is um, that during the first three years of your child's life, when up to 85% of their brain development is occurring, that we do everything we can to try and support that development. Um, and that might sound a bit complicated. We're talking about neuroscience and brain development, but actually it's really simple. It's that whenever a baby sees someone smile at them or they hear a familiar nursery rhyme, the connections in their brain strengthen. So we're trying to encourage more positive interactions with our children, which will have great benefits for them throughout their whole life. So Kate, with the Words Grow Minds project, as you say, we're gonna we're gonna be barraged with uh, with advertising about it. Um, how can new parents, because that's who we're targeting, with zero to three, how can yeah. new parents um be part of it, and and how can they do the best for their kids in this very early developmental stage? 
Well, what we're trying to do is just show that showing families really simple things that they can do to literally grow their babies and young children's brains. It is as simple as talking, reading, singing, playing. And sometimes when you've got a really young baby and often if your child sleeps as badly as mine did, you're pretty sleep deprived at the time, it can be hard to come up with new ways to engage or new things to do. So there's all these supporting resources about just suggestions of different things you can talk about, sing about, play, um, or, or read with your child. Um, there'll be resource packs that are given away um, to parents or caregivers when they visit their local CAFs for their child's development check or when they go to a local play group or maybe go to the library for one of their fantastic story time sessions. And um, parents can go to, there's a website that's been set up to get more information at wordsgrowminds.com.au as well. So we don't want to lecture parents, we don't want to add to the burden, but what we do want to do is help, um, try and help find new ways that we can give South Australian children that really important start in the early years of their development. And Kate, this is a pilot program. How long is it going to last and what's next? Well, I hope that um, it is a pretty catchy jingle. So you might be asking that within a couple of days, how long do we have to hear this song over and over and again for? <laughs> um, but we will we'll be in Mount Gambier um, until late November. Um, so a couple of months. And then we want to test, um, has it increased the public's awareness about the importance of early childhood development? And has it um, increased the number of appointments that are being made at CAFs or the number of families who are using local services like their playgroups. So we'll be testing in Mount Gambia and hopefully um, if you guys love this ad and this campaign as much as we do, um, then we'll be rolling it out in Wyala next year and then hopefully it'll grow from there. Um, so we're relying on Mount Gambia, um, but we, we think it's such a great place, so many young families and um, we're really excited about um, the campaign. The really important thing about this campaign is it's not about the government playing ads. It's about all of the service providers that families already know and trust coming together, coming up with this campaign and then reinforcing it on the ground. Um, so we're so grateful for all of those amazing people that um, do work down the limestone coast with families and their children. And we'll be, I guess, carrying this campaign over the next couple of months. Kate, I am so over the moon that you chose to launch the uh, Words Grow Minds campaign here in the Limestone Coast. I cannot wait to find out what the outcomes are. I hope all the new parents in the Limestone Coast get on board and take advantage of what you guys are offering uh, when it comes to early childhood development. Thanks for joining us to talk about it. Thanks so much for having me. Students across the southeast will be taught how to prevent violence through a series of presentations by the Sammy D Foundation this week. The foundation works with kids and young people to stamp out youth violence. Founder Neil Davis joined by former West Coast Eagle Matt Allen to lead the talks in eight primary and high schools across the region. Mr Davis lost his son to a one-punch attack and says, if it can happen to my son, it can happen to anyone. You can see the kids are sitting there quiet they're enthralled in the presentation and when we walk away they're saying to us i'm not going to let this happen to any one of my friends if i see them get into a violent situation i'm going to pull them away the semi d foundation are in the limestone coast at the moment and i have got an ex-local to the limestone coast west coast eagles player matt allen and of course neil davis who is one of the co-founders they both join me on the line guys good morning Good morning. Thanks for having us. Now, guys, you guys have been travelling around talking to a whole group of school kids. Um, tell me about the Sammy D Foundation and what you guys do. 
Uh, we started the Sammy D Foundation 14 and a half years ago when we lost our son to a one-punch incident. And now we go around to schools and talk about the impacts of violence, what impact that had on families, what impact that it has on the whole community, and teach kids how to walk away. Neil, I, I have no idea how you, you live through something like that walk out the other side and set up a foundation that talks to kids. Um, that journey must have been horrific. It's always hard, you know, and some days are worse than others. But from the feedback that we get from the students straight afterwards, the teachers, and even months later, and I'll go into schools now, and some of the teachers are, were the kids that I spoke to in the early days, and they say, we still remember you coming into our school. I remember your story. I tell my kids your story. You know you make a difference. That's what makes it easier to get up in the morning and put one foot in front of the other. Guys, why do we have such an issue in Australia with one-punch incidents? Um, they, see, they see it in the media, and this is why our work's so important. We have to stop this happening. People say, oh, you know, it used to happen when I was a kid, you know, but now it's social media and you see it more. Well, the stats show you that it is happening more. And this is why we have the people that work for the Sammy D Foundation, Matt included, who are so passionate about what we do and being out there, being the ones that are making a difference. Matt, what's it like going into a school and talking to kids about this and, and seeing the reaction on their faces? Uh, it's quite incredible to um, see such a large group of of students sit so silently so, so often. It um, Every time we come in, to schools in particular talking about our violence prevention um we're doing our violence prevention presentation it's um yeah it's it's silent um there's often some emotions run quite high in the room or um within the presentation and it's 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 not something you really get used to i don't think but it's it's really powerful and um in my short time here so far yeah i've found it um quite incredible and guys, do you do you meet people or have you met people in the Limestone Coast where, you know, this situation has happened to people because there are a lot of people who, who get king hit basically who, um, who I suppose, make it through, walk away the other side. Um, are there people who have had this happen to them? Yes, there is. And everywhere we go, we meet people where this has happened to. And I know we can say they walk away the other side, but... The anxiety lives with them forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So afraid to go out now. Guys, you've obviously talked to a whole heap of kids in the Limestone Coast during the course of the week, and I thank you for, for coming down and, and visiting the Limestone Coast. But there's obviously a lot of uh, families, a lot of mums and dads who have school-aged kids who might want to know more about the, the semi Dat Foundation, what you guys do, and, of course, how to educate their kids. How can they take a step in, in I suppose, at least giving their kids information and, and giving them a way to, to get out of situations? Yeah, so our uh, primarily what we, we will focus on at the semi Dat Foundation is violence prevention. Um, we, we talk with both students at school um, and junior players at sporting clubs as well on on how to firstly recognise or spot warning signs for violence, how to de-escalate violence. Um, we cover off on the consequences of violence um, and we unpack these in 
you know, 30 to 45 minute workshop um, where it's sort of an open discussion. Um, that's a, a big part of what we do here at the foundation. Um, we do also um, provide alcohol and other drug education, um, which we provide to sporting clubs, but also um, within high schools or the high school year levels. Mm. Um, we're offering mentor, have three mentoring programs um, within and, and surrounding Adelaide um, and soon to be four mentoring programs where we mentor up to 60 people currently and hopefully up to 80 people by um, by next year. Um, so there's a, I suppose, a range of um, programs that we are delivering at the moment um, with violence prevention being the, the primary focus at the core of it, all, all of it. And guys, you bring up an interesting point. If um, if there's a sporting club in the Limestone Coast who would like to have you guys, you know, talk to them. I mean, is there an, an opportunity to get you back at some stage and and to to you know front um, sporting groups? Yeah, they can contact the Sammy D Foundation. Contact the local legend here, Matt Allen, and he's the one that does our bookings at the moment. Mm. And he'll, as well as all the other work that he has to do for the Sammy D Foundation, but um. He's the one that will book it in. We do monkey see, monkey do talks in the sporting clubs as well. It's about the parental behaviour while they're watching their kids play sport or afterwards on that drive home and what they're saying to their kids. But if parents want some more information, they'll be able to go to our website as well and have a look at our website. But most of the time when we speak in schools, the parents will contact us and say, you spoke in my child's school today. Normally I ask them what they did at school today and they'll go, oh, nothing. <laughs> but you were there today and we think we heard your presentation word for word. So we know we're making a difference and we know that it's sinking in. Guys, it's it's a harrowing story to, to begin a foundation. I'm still overwhelmed by the thought of such a loss, but what you guys do and have been doing in the Limestone Coast is just amazing. And I thank you for coming down and talking to school kids across the Southeast. Thanks for joining us on the radio to explain a little bit about the, what the Semi D Foundation is and, and the work that you guys are doing. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And if you know a local legend doing great things in Mount Gambia, you can nominate them for Citizen of the Year. Entries are now open and include young, senior and event categories too. Anyone can be recognised for their volunteer work in education, health, business, sport, the arts and more. More info's on the City of Mount Gambia website. At the moment, all the local councils in the Limestone Coast are looking for citizenship nominations for their awards for Australia Day. And as somebody who a very, very, very long time ago was recognised as part of the Glenelgshire Council for their Australia Day awards, I am a champion of it. I have got Heidi on the line. She's from the Mount Gambia City Council. We are going to talk citizenship awards. Heidi, good morning. Good morning. Heidi, it's important that people in our in the Limestone Coast and specifically in the Blue Lake City are recognised for their outstanding contributions to our community. Oh, there's so many people that we know as part of our everyday life here in, in Mount Gambia that we know go above and beyond and do those exceptional things to make this such a wonderful place to live and this is a really good opportunity to celebrate them. So this year we've got five categories. We've got Citizen of the Year, that's for citizens over 30 years of age. Young Citizen Year, so that's those young active people in our community aged between 16 and 30. Then we have the Senior Citizen of the Year, so that's over 60. So a lot of these are the stalwarts of our community that have been here supporting us for many, many years to come. 
We have community event of the year for to acknowledge those amazing events that have been held um, in our city this year in 2022. And we also have an award for active citizenship. So this is an opportunity to think of that person or that group that has made a contribution, whether it's an event or a project that has really been outstanding in 2022 and acknowledge them. Now, how can people make a nomination for somebody that they think deserves recognition? Nomination forms are available from the Brudock Arts and Cultural Centre, the Visitor Centre, Mount Gambria Library or from the Customer Service Desk at the Civic Centre or you can download them online um, at the Mount, City of Mount Gambier website. Hey Heidi, how long do people have to get a nomination in? Oh, we've got a couple of weeks yet. Nominations are open until 5pm on November the 18th. And a big few weeks ahead for judges of the Limestone Coast Wine Show. They'll be tasting more than 475 of the nation's best drops in one of the biggest lineups in the show's history. We're set to get a fresh take on things this year, with judges also coming from Victoria, Tassie and Western Australia. Limestone Coasters, during the course of the week, the Limestone Coast Wine Show has been on and there have been a number of people tasting an awful lot of incredibly cool limestone coast wine. I'm talking reds, I'm talking whites. Last night, the awards were handed out and Matilda, she joins me on the line for a chat. Good morning, Matilda. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on again. Matilda, tell me all about last night. Was it a cracker of an evening? It was. It was so good. Um, You know, this time last year, we were masks on, we were fully seated, um, and this year, it it genuinely kind of felt like life was back to normal in terms of um, COVID and everything. So it was such a fun night. Tell me about the winners of last night for the Limestone Coast Wine Show. So we had Lindemans um, taking out the best red um, for their 2019 St. George um, Cabernet. Um, and then uh, Otelia was the... Um, Best White of Show, their Riesling, the 2022. Um, and then came down to the two of them at the end of the day and Lindemann um, bought it home. Absolutely sensational. What was the standard of the 2022 wine show for the Limestone Coast? It was really, really strong. The, um, the judges' comments throughout the week um, were that they were really blown away with um, just how great everything looks. Um, in particular, the Shiraz, um, that was one of their favourite classes, um, which is really great to see because, you know, I guess the region's not always known for Shiraz. Um, but, yeah, they were really, really impressed with everything across the board. Matilda, it is great to see Limestone Coast Wineries doing great things. Great to uh, to talk about the winners of the event. Obviously, there were a number of other winners that uh, were uh, awarded prizes during the course of this week. How can people find out more? Uh, the, all of the um, winners will be listed on the website later today. Uh, and also just feel free to get in touch with um, anyone from the Wine Show Committee if you'd like to know any more information. It's Anti-Poverty Week and AC Cares established a new community garden to coincide with efforts to cut down on food insecurity. The Ferris Street Community Centre in Mount Gambier is home to the new patch where fruit and veg will be grown for anyone to take. 
Amid a cost-of-living crisis, AC Care's Manager of Homelessness, Kelly McGuinness, says the produce will also be used in cooking classes, teaching participants how to cook a healthy meal from paddock to plate. Anti-poverty week is taking place, so I wanted to catch up with the team from AC Care. Trish Sparks joins me on the line. Trish, good day. Uh, good morning, you and how are you going? You're good, Trish. Um, so many people doing it tough at the moment. I read with interest the sheer number of people in Australia who are below the poverty line. It is frightening in the lucky country that that is the case. How do we fix the issue? Oh, I think there's you know a whole lot of issues at the moment that are all sort of coming together to make one perfect storm. <laughs> so now we've obviously got the housing affordability issues, we've got utility bills on the rise, the general cost of living rising. So yeah, I think it's going to be some time before we see any improvement. But you know, I think, you know, for people on job seeker and that a rise in that payment is, you know, now more important than ever. Um, they had a small one recently, but that's really not going to cover it. But yeah, you would have seen any of, of those increases go as soon as the cost of living increased. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, Trish, you guys help out an awful lot in the Limestone Coast community. How can people assist you to do the job that you guys are doing? Well, I think you know we're we're having a lot of people coming in just to um, access food, and um, during the winter, of obviously we had you know needing warm clothing and blankets but people are needing to access food more often because you know it just helps them get through um, their pay fortnight and people are also needing you know assistance around paying utility bills so you know if anyone in the community is wanting to do things like donate um, non-perishable food or you know, clothing, anything like that, we pass it on to people. You know, and anybody wants to make any financial donations, it can always help people with um, bills and different things like that as well. But mm. we'll just continue to help as much as we can and uh, see how we go. Now, Trish, yesterday you were lucky enough to uh, to launch a community garden in the Limestone Coast. Fantastic opportunity for people to grow fresh food. Yes, the um, community garden was talked about um, discussed a couple of years ago but then we were hit with COVID so that sort of put a stop to it but one of the um, staff members here at, at the community centre Kelly had come up with that idea and once COVID was sort of the restrictions were gone she said we really need to get this happening so you know with the help of um, people uh, like 141 and um, Sorry, right. one forty people like one forty one and band shakes and bunnings and some funding from our community connections program we've been able to get started. So um, this week being um, anti poverty week, we decided to be a good week to launch it. So the community garden is open to um, you know community members. We've had a regular visitors to the community centre have been the first people to come and, you know, uh, fill the garden beds and get it all ready for planting. So um, our open day means we're just opening the garden. People are able to come in and, you know, plant some uh, seedlings and really try and get started with the fruit. And we're also going to have some miniature uh, fruit trees and veggies. So, yeah, it should be fantastic. And for people who want to get involved with the community garden, I mean, how can they do it, Trish? Oh, all they need to do is give us a call here at the community centre or drop in. And we're hoping that, you know, the garden, once it gets going, will able to be uh, run by community people. 
so they'll be able to get a committee together and, and manage the garden. So, you know, that um, will give them all sorts of different skills. Um, it will be able to provide people with some fresh fruit and veg, which is, you know, difficult at the moment, um, as we talked about, the cost of living. So, and also hopefully as it goes along, we'll be able to use some of the produce from the garden to also um, give people some skills on how to use that produce, how to cook with that and make healthy meals and just generally help people with the cost of living, but also, you know, help them to build um, some new skills around the garden. Um, our Community Connections program is involved, which they help people who are isolated to get back into community. So this is another project that we'll use to try and, and you know, get people out and about and making new friends. So, you know, there's a whole lot of um, positives that could come out of the garden. Listener.